world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex Podcast. And this is Into the Apex uh, for Mad Sim Racing, madsimracing.com. Tyler Beeman, Bradley Beeman, uh, back as always for the show. Uh, so we just came off of actually uh, the CyberThunderBladeNode.com Pro Cup race at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, pretty crazy race, but pretty fun race. We had some cautions. We had some long green runs, uh, a lot of tire strategy involved, and uh, a wild finish. I ended up with a, I think I looked at it, and I ended up with a sixth place after some kind of shuffling, probably post, post-race reviews, if I saw it correct. Otherwise, in the moment, I crossed the line seventh. And Bradley, you think we're back towards 20th or so? Yeah, I ended up at least as it stood. I haven't checked it uh, since any changes were handed down after wrecks. Uh, I know there probably will be one in EOL um, for that last wreck, maybe. But yeah, I was 19th, I believe, which was unreal. That was uh, a good race. Tradition. I mean, a typical Cyber Thunder race. Uh, the end there was just wild. And I mean, you never would have thought coming around uh after an incredibly long green run i was running in 12th about to pass and gain some more positions and it had to have been the leaders coming just right to the stripe uh rec comes out and we get a green white checker instead of a, a final running order um which would have as i predicted uh ended up in some quite a bit of strategy there with the tires yeah, so in the series, uh, obviously anybody in iRacing, you're aware of the the latest build and how it uh, included tire limits uh, for different uh, divisions and that option for leagues generally. Uh, so in this series, uh, tonight we had three tires besides, so four total, but three additional sets. Uh, and everybody was kind of timing that, so it wasn't just clear cut on each each uh, each stop. And uh, I think we, everybody had a set of tires left. We had a very long uh, green run. And yeah, I was with you. I, I saw a caution come out and I thought we were, the leaders had taken the white flag. I was running seventh place at that time. And I was relieved. I thought, well, I'll lock in this seventh place and head on out because I didn't think uh, earlier in the night I had what it took to get up there and just kind of got up there and was able to hang. And uh, I guess they had been a little bit short of the white flag and we ended up in a green white checkered. And most of us probably, uh, I know you and I, had uh, one more set of tires. I did not take the set, and everybody in front of me did not. So the leader down to 7th, 8th, wherever I was, uh, stayed out on, geez, maybe 30-plus lap old tires. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you had a, the whole back half of the field, you included, uh, took your last set of tires. And that difference on a green-white checkered was dramatic. And uh, we had guys coming up through the field strong and then the rest of us trying to hang on. And uh, I've got a video of, of my experience on that on Mad Sim Racing's Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. So you can check that out. It's all linked on MadSimRacing.com. Uh, but uh, it's, it's what you would expect. I know we were talking on team communication. It's, it's going to be chaos. I mean, it's kind of what you get with that. Yeah, I mean, that was, like you said, that highlights something that's pretty new. I mean, traditionally with iRacing, the, the often strategy, unless there's only a handful of laps left, is because you get unlimited sets of tires uh, coming every time and get them. Why not? I mean, they're they're there. It's like pressing the reset button almost. Um, unreal how much that changes it. Um, just that minor change that, I mean, I never really even considered they had the ability to do that. And that made it so much different in how you look at the race. 
especially a league race where you're going to points and just trying to time it. And for once, honestly, in my sim racing career, uh, because of the tire difference, I found myself pulling away from guys that would normally blow past me on clean tires. Um, so the strategy part, part of it um, and, you know, having a crew chief, if, if anybody's there and you're on a team, it just adds that extra level of immersion and thought that you have to put into it. Whereas before you would just mindlessly select tires and get them. Um, and yeah, at the end of that race, um, I had, I was restarting at about, I would say 16th, 15th and uh, up to where you were, which was in the top 10, didn't take tires and coming up to the white flag there where the incident happened right at the line. I was on the straightaway. I was passing cars on the right side at Charlotte Motor Speedway like they were barely moving. And I was closing on you guys as that wreck happened where I was about to hit the brakes and I hit you. I think it even was. Yeah, you'll see in the video clip I posted, I actually swerved to avoid you and you were caught up in that. It's the 92 White Mills Farm yeah. uh, Mustang. And I think I got net coded there, which has been happening a lot lately. Yeah, I, 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 I may have before. I may have caught some of you on that. You can kind of see that on the video clip. But just just generally, I was uh, to add what you were saying about the whole tires thing gen in general, uh, not just as it relates to tonight's race that we just finished. Um, you're right; it adds a whole other dimension to the strategy and to team communication. I mean, just look at uh, we run the Tuesday night series Xfinity series as a team together, most of us, uh, and then just you and I run Thursday night. Well. I noticed uh, you and I this whole season on the Thursday night Pro Cup series, uh, our comms, our private team comms are way more active with each other about the tires each each caution, each time we have a chance to take new tires. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was the most interesting, I think, coming on ground. We had no green stops tonight, um, so that didn't really come into play. So the question was, well, when do you take them? Um, out of all the cautions, and we were, us as well as everybody else, played that gamble um, and there was a time when a large group of guys actually lost that gamble and chose not to take tires, stayed up front and cycled back. And that's just something you wouldn't see happen in a race where there was say five cautions. You'd come in and get tires every time if you ran more than five laps, typically, you know, roughly. Yeah. There's a little bit of shuffling and a little bit of strategy in those situations and staying out for track position and then maybe moving back. But the, the whole concept of, is it too early to, t to take tires at this time? And do I get called out in the last, I don't know, 30, 20, 30, 40 laps and be out of tires? And a lot of other people have one set left. And then you're out of competition, at least for the win, top five, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, we were both one lap off of not even needing that second set. So, I mean, that's, that's the game you play is do I burn them early or do I anticipate needing them later? Yeah, that's true. And uh, you and I struggle with, with saving tires in iRacing in any race, whether it's league, official races, uh, on oval especially. Uh, struggle with saving tires. You, you say you'll want to do it, and then you'll get upset at yourself because you don't. You get caught up in the race. It takes some discipline to do that. Uh, there have been guys we race against, uh, Golden Motorsports, those guys, Chris Harvey and that crew, and uh, Cyber Thunder specifically. Uh, at any track like Texas, Charlotte, etc you always notice those guys you, you're able to get by them and you're feeling good then 20 laps later they go they get by you like it's nothing and you've got to let them by because you got nothing nothing left yeah that's true um i mean some guys are experts at running the tires and some guys blow right by you each and every lap and turn much faster lap times and it seems like 
they're uh, taking fractions of a second of tire wear. Right. Or well, fractions of it. But overall, I would say, and you might agree, disagree, you can let me know. I, I like the uh, the tire limits uh, on iRacing. I like that addition. Oh, yeah. And I like that, uh, that Cyber Thunder is incorporated in the Pro Cup Series, too. But yeah, it definitely adds to it. It doesn't take anything away. Yeah, you get a little something different in each series during the week. Uh, so that's that's kind of what happened with us on Oval. Right now, as we, as we record this, our two guys, Jerry Isaacs and Patrick Stein, are uh, racing at the Pure Speed Elite Series. They're also in the cup cars. Uh, I drove, uh, and Patrick's driving tonight, our special 1023 graphics Mustang, which is really sharp looking. Catch some pictures of that. Uh, and we've got, other than that, we've got uh, Saturday, the six hours of Le Mans, the iRacing uh, Le Mans Endurance Series. I know you're not going to do that. I will be driving, co-driving a Corvette. Then we've got two of our guys, Jason and uh, David, running the LMP2, I believe. And that's going to be an interesting chance to kind of preview, a little far out, a little early to be saying it, but preview the next year's 24 hours of Le Mans, especially as far as the LMP2 is concerned. Yeah, and I... I mentioned in our team uh, communication there, um, but I was testing the LMP1. It's the first time I've tested it since the first time you and me literally just got the car and yeah, we started dro- running at Monza. We, we drove it at Monza, Monza and it was a disaster. Yeah, it was a disaster. Oh, yeah. Complete crap show. <laughs> but Yeah, we we couldn't figure out the LMP1 as much as we wanted to. Yeah, and what was built for Le Mans, and you take yeah. it out of Le Mans at night, and especially in VR, my God, was it. It was nice. I'll put it that way. Um, was it so, was it claustrophobic? I've heard people say with yes. VR that it feels very claustrophobic in the LMPs, both of them. Yeah, I mean, the LMP2 is a little bit better. Um, but, yeah, it was incredibly claustrophobic. I couldn't imagine in real life being in that car. But, uh, yeah, it was nice at nighttime, all lit up. Everything inside is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, just a fun car to drive at Le Mans where it was built to race. What about the uh, – the did you have it on automatic – power as far as the, yeah uh, as far as hybrid, hybrid part yeah yeah i said it's automatic um just i just don't know when and where to use it so i let it let the system work itself but uh, i encourage you to try it because i i suggested in the team that we aim for fielding at least one lmp2 and i had at least one or two guys interested yeah i would i would at least do a, a testing session in it at lamar i've actually never done that in a testing session yeah uh, i still have yet to test the lmp2 at lamar actually Actually, I'll be, I'll be doing either. my first race at Le Mans besides the BMW uh, Saturday this week. Yeah, I've actually not done that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, for maybe a fun run in the future, we can do a field of LMP1s and yeah, just we, see how it goes. Yeah, we may do something that's open to everybody, anybody that follows us. But, uh, yeah, I mean, anybody, I would say it's a good opportunity. It's six hours uh, in this uh, race on Saturday. And this show, this show here will go out on Friday, so you'll either catch this a little after that race or you'll catch it the day before. But uh, it's a good preview for anybody that's just starting in endurance racing. I know a lot of the guys that have joined us at Mad Sim Racing uh, either are just starting it in road racing or they were, so we have some guys that were oval racers that tested with us who did some fun, fun runs with us and got the endurance bug because it does get you and it's a, it seems addictive. Um, but it's a good chance to see what you've got at Le Mans in a, in a lower stakes than the actual 24, because obviously once you get in those big once a year, 24 hour races, uh, I mean, our team, we're, we're supportive of our guys, but anybody's going to feel kind of bad because it's, it's once a year and you don't want to have a big problem in that event that has so much built up towards it. So it's a good chance to get some, some warm up at the track. 
Yeah, I think everybody that races our racing and endurance on a team, you know the feeling of what it's like. Um, I've been there when you're spinning out and uh, just praying it doesn't hit anything and take it out because um, everybody wants their shot at the car and it's, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. Um, our first Le Mans experience, we finished. It was exciting, fun. I'll I'll never forget it. I mean, it yeah. was a incredible experience, but that happened to us. Uh, we did end up having a pretty much taking you out of competition accident um, in the nighttime. So, I mean, it happens, uh, but everyone gets that feeling. It's, you're not going to be able to take it away. Even if everybody on the team says it's okay, you're still going to feel that way. You put more pressure on yourself than others put on you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, in that case, that was our entire team, everybody on the team's first time at a 24-hour endurance race on, on iRacing. So everybody was on the same page, and hopefully – and. Uh, anybody that's checked out our endurance page, our director, Bruce Perry, and some of the system that's going to start for us in the 2021 uh, Daytona 24, uh, it's going to be classified with driver class uh, classifications to kind of keep people on a level playing field uh, so everybody's uh, kind of equal. So that's a good way to have it as well. Yeah, it's good Good if you're running, uh, especially a larger team, which we're gaining people um, on the endurance side and the road side. Um, to have people in one car that have similar skill level. I mean, it's going to be hard to pair everybody exactly, um, but I think that takes some of the pressure off especially, um, and it also allows people to drive different cars. Um, so I think for each of the 24 hours upcoming races in 2021, our goal is going to be to, to run multi-class, one in each class or at least one or two classes. Yeah, and then coming up uh, Sunday, we've got the uh, the second race in the – IMSA Triple Crown Challenge. I think it's at Laguna Seca. Uh, so you could roll out. I think it's on the BM Sunday? Yeah, I believe so. That's the second one. I think they're staggered one every other week. What time uh, is it on Sunday here. that that happens? Oh, geez. I can't, I can't remember. You can look say. it up. Uh, IMSA, if you look on IMSA, the official IMSA Facebook, they promote it on there. So they're giving it some attention. So that's nice to see. They've Check got it a, out. They've got a really nicely produced uh, recap video of the Roval race. Uh, it's broadcast on one of the, the top splits broadcast again, of course. Uh, it's really like the uh, it's like IMSA doing a very short season of what the BMW 120 is, the Porsche event. Uh, it's another great officially sanctioned, recognized event by these big real life racing bodies for sim racing. So that's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, I noticed iRacing updated their logos in the last build and made the IMSA logo more resembling of the WeatherTech series logo. Um, and they've yeah. also... I noticed for the first time I've ever seen uh, a new branding of IMSA eSports series or something like that. So e-racing, something like that. So they're, I think IMSA is all in after the yeah, pandemic, that, after all that. Yeah, that's a good sign. I mean, obviously through every all the – back in April, we saw almost every major, major racing series uh, but F1, which they still did it on another service. And the, I think the 24 Hours of Le Mans was on R-Factor or something like that. Um, but everybody did it. I mean, IndyCar on NBC Sports, uh, IMSA, Radio Le Mans, those guys. I mean, we all watched it, and it was, it, it brought that kind of official recognition to it that it, it already had kind of, but uh, that took it to that next level. Yeah, I think it brought a lot more buy-in from the uh, upper management of some of these different motorsports teams and corporations. Yeah, I mean, to, to see what BMW contributes to it, we're a, a heavy BMW team. Uh, I mean, for BMW Motorsport to recognize it uh, proudly, I mean, that's huge. 
Yeah, and I can I can say too. Uh, I don't know. I didn't mention this. I don't think on the last podcast uh, wrapping up from Charlotte, but while I was there in the stands for both IMSA and the Roval race for Xfinity, uh, the radio callers, which the second for IMSA, they just put on Radio Lamar guys or IMSA radio, which is uh, John Hindenball, Hindendall, however you say his name. Um, <laughs> One of those. You're close. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he was on there talking about iRacing and giving it a big shout out. On Radio Lamar? Yeah, he was, or IMSA radio. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was call, calling it, saying something about it and saying a lot of the guys – uh, couldn't practice because of limited track time and having to share time. So they pr- used iRacing to practice. Um, and also mentioned one of the IMSA guys had a trailer or a truck that he brought with him and had a simulator set up inside of it um, and let one of the announcer guys use it. Um, and the same with the Xfinity race. That announcer mentioned iRacing and that a lot of guys without the road experience or experience on the Roval um, also used iRacing to prepare for that race because practice time was so limited. Well, they they tried to prepare, but obviously no there was rain and there's no rain or windshield wipers in use yeah, in iRacing. I, I yeah. did one roval race uh, coming back on Sunday when I got home from Charlotte and uh one thing was missing, it was the rain. Yeah, and that kind of uh, takes us into our main uh topic or area for this episode. Uh we're not going to talk about rain specifically today, but I'm sure we'll get to things like that in a future part of this uh, kind of recurring series we're going to do. Uh, which is the future of sim racing. And uh, we're going to start and open that with talking about and focusing on, uh, obviously a little bit biased because they're our partner and have been for several months now. Um, we're kind of uh, have a stake in the, the start of this, uh, but that's sim racer coin. Anybody that's followed our team has seen sim racer coin on any of one of our vehicles or a website or whatever. And uh, if you look at uh, simracercoin.org, uh, you can kind of follow and see what, what they have going on. It's a really great website and it's, uh, they keep updating it and adding to it and building partnerships. And it's just what they're doing is fascinating. I mean, it's, if you're not uh, into it or aware of it, I, I know I do a lot of learning about it. Bradley, you did too. I and mean, we've all heard of Bitcoin and that, that kind of thing, but cryptocurrencies in general, uh, you got to kind of study or it takes a little bit to understand that, or at least it did for me. Yeah. And admittedly, I think you've looked uh, more deeper into it than I have. I mean, I, I somewhat understand uh, uh, Bitcoin and that kind of stuff. Um, and I've looked at it a little bit. I mean, I think I have the basic understanding and I, I like what they are trying to do. Um, their presentations are very good on the website and they make it pretty clear to understand, even if you don't get it. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to, I mean, it's, you never know if something like that's going to explode, uh, but if and when it does, which I, I certainly hope it does and encourage it, uh, encourage anybody to look into it. Uh, but I think it's worthwhile to even, even further build the simulation of iRacing and motorsports, sim motorsports. Yeah. I mean, right at this point, it's uh it's an investment and it, it will take a lot of activity and a lot of buy-in and activity from the sim racing community. As far as we're concerned, that's specific, specifically iRacing. I don't know if they have, and they seem to be more set for iRacing as well. Doesn't mean that, that it wouldn't have anything to do with some of the other services, maybe R factor. Admittedly, we don't use it, never have, and probably are going to stick with iRacing ourselves. But uh, as far as iRacing is concerned, they're already part of several leagues. Uh, you'll see several leagues that and series that they sponsor as the title sponsor. And part of what they do is um, they give these leagues Sim Racer coin to give out as prizes, whether it's for race uh, victories or podiums or for championship points uh, results. 
And uh, we've already got some ourselves as a team, as a sponsored team. And we, I've also purchased some by purchasing Bitcoin and then trading the Bitcoin for SimRacer coin. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's it's interesting to be an early adopter on something like this. Um, and I'm glad we came upon it. I think you're the one that found it. Yeah, um, yeah I and did. And brought it, brought it to everyone's attention of the team. And thankfully, they did agree to, to come on as a sponsor, partner, uh, basically just partners and promoting. Um, so we got some of the some of the SimRacer coin um, in an exchange basically basically as a small showing of what exactly what it's meant to do which is instead of money we're going to use SimRacer coin it has it has some value um, and that's the sponsorship instead of actually yeah, handing I out mean, cash. It's, it's a token it's a digital token I mean I'm I'm not going to get too bogged down in trying to explain cryptocurrency because I, I don't think I could do it properly one uh, I think I get it enough to be involved and and use it in what they're trying to build. Uh, so I'm not even going to embarrass our, us by trying to go into that uh, too deeply. But uh, it's yeah, you I mean, you look at the website, one of the things you see is uh, a nice graphic of basically it looks like a token. It looks like a an arcade token that says Sim Racer Coin Racing is Life. It's got the helmet uh, coin logo on there that's uh, part of their main logo. And it's uh, I, I kind of like that that particular graphic. It just kind of illustrates it, uh, and you kind of picture that when you think of you see your digital wallet, uh, whatever it might be, uh, and see your number of of SRC or SimRacer coin that you own. You almost picture it as that golden coin that's uh, on the website. Yeah, I mean that's that's how you visualize money anymore. Um, just open yeah. up your bank account app and see the number. You don't necessarily visualize cash or or property like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I did, uh, obviously we get some for sponsorship. I bought $50 worth of, of, uh, Bitcoin, which, uh, it took me about a day to figure that out, not to scare people away from it. Uh, mostly it was <laughs> you, to, to buy it, to get, done. to get the apps, to buy it. The biggest problem for me to get the apps to buy it, you have to confirm your identity. So I had to scan my driver's license, uh, into the app. And the biggest problem was I was trying to get a clear, uh, image of my license to where they somebody I guess reviews it on the other side of these apps and they're not they're official apps it's not shady or weird or anything like that so uh, but uh, I had to keep retaking it and resending it I ended up using the cam scanner app which kind of does a you take a picture with your phone and it does a kind of a, a crisp image of it as if you scanned it on a, a copy machine or something and I finally after like four the fourth try uh, sent it in and they verified my account. I was able to purchase $50 in Bitcoin. That comes out to point something, 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 because Bitcoin is worth, one Bitcoin is worth thousands uh, at this point, it seems, on the market. Uh, so I got $50 worth of Bitcoin. That got me about a little over a thousand uh, SimRacer coin in the KTEX exchange, which you can kind of look at their website for that uh, at SimRacerCoin.org, uh, which is where, uh, where they sh uh, trade their coin. And it's a lot like the stock market. If you if you visit that exchange and make an account, which I have, uh, it goes up and down in value. It's it's just like looking at the stock market. The charts are the same. Uh, so it's similar to that. A lot of numbers, a lot of different things. It's It can scare you away. It's I can't say I understand every bit of it. Uh, but at this point, at this stage and everything, uh, you, you get it and you hold it because there's, uh, the next steps are down the road at this point. You can't really spend it. You can just trade it and accumulate it at this point, it seems. 
My brain is numb. <laughs> yeah. And, and I will say you walked away with a security clearance after getting that app cleared. Right. That's right. Yeah. It, I mean, it took a while. But, uh, I mean, you look at the plan that they have uh, for SimRacerCoin. As, as far as the future of sim racing goes, that's the, the main point of, of talking about this is why are we a part of it? Why, are we, why did we get excited about it to the point to uh, buy enough of this and hold it? Uh, why is it fascinating to us? If you look at their roadmap on their website, that's what really got me uh, was looking at that. I mean, that made it a no-brainer to, to get involved with them, uh, to promote it, and to do it with enthusiasm. Is uh, So this, as we go through the roadmap on the site, they started the idea uh, in late 2019. So we're coming up on a year since the idea was even started. Uh, they're not rushing through anything. Uh, they created the token, uh, the Sim Racer coin in early 2020. They started marketing and community outreach in early 2020. Uh, that's about the time that we linked up with them, I think around April, May, something like that. Uh, so they made the initial exchange listing, uh, as in you could uh, purchase it or trade it on that uh, KTEX exchange that I mentioned uh, in the second quarter of 2020. Uh, they had an initial offering. And then also in the second quarter of 2020, uh, they started the league and teams partnerships. That's where we came in as a team partnership. And then they have several leagues uh, that you can see on their website that they partner with as well. And I think they still look for that as they continue to grow. Uh, so that brings us to now. And that's we're almost a year in and they have taken their time and building the idea, putting a plan in place, uh, community outreach. You have a specific community, iRacing probably being the biggest and most significant. Uh, and then listing it, and there's some initial offerings. So uh, those of us on teams that, that are partners, the leagues that are partners, I'm sure that everybody there has received some kind of uh, some amount of the token. And then also anybody can buy it now as well. Uh, so the biggest thing, here's the, here's the interesting thing, and this is where we start speculating because we're, we're not insiders to, the, to where we know what this is exactly going to look like. This is where I think we can start talking about where this goes in the future of sim racing. Uh, in late 2020, which we're in or approaching, uh, they're looking at starting and releasing the first version of the marketplace, the sim racing assets marketplace. And this is what really fascinated me when I saw it is what, what could this marketplace look like? What's the goal with this and what does it mean for sim racing and iRacing down the road? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the potential there is incredible. Uh, I mean, it looks like the, the token utility, what they intend uh, for it to be used for in the sim racing and more particularly the iRacing community, because that's probably the majority of all the people listening to this are either enthusiasts of sim racing or participate in iRacing. Um, so the, I think the idea is eventually you have enough leagues um, or any organization involved that puts races together where it's a special event or not or maybe even iRacing itself, you know, set something. I think that's a bigger ask uh, to get iRacing to buy into this. But yeah. if they see enough, see enough community buy-in, they, they, I don't think they can deny it. But the idea is you win a race or you, you get a certain position, um, you earn SimRacer coin. You earn this, crypto, earn this cryptocurrency. Then you can use that to buy setups, uh, buy paints and services, whereas now there's a cash market for that. Um, you can... Obviously, with Craig's and VRS and different places, you can yeah. buy setups. Uh, we all know there's a ton of painters out there. Quality varies, of course. I mean, you just have to find the best one. 
that does the work at the best time that you want. Um, and then any other services out there, you know, racing training or sim racing broadcasts. Training. Yeah. yeah broadcast. I mean, there's, exactly. there's a sim racing economy. I mean, there is a whole range. I mean, you could picture it as a downtown area. That's, I guess that's one way to look at it. I'm improving there, uh, <laughs> but you picture it as like a downtown and it's a bunch of businesses lined up to each other. And there's quite a few of them and you constantly get surprised at what you see available for sale or marketed for sim racing. I mean, from the, the iFlag thing I've seen that is just a box of LED lights to the different rigs. And then you have, I mean, that's hardware. Then you have services like setups, paints, things like that, broadcasts. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a huge growing thing. Yeah, I mean, think, like I just said, and what you just said, think about from a day-to-day -day basis, the money that changes hands just on account of sim racing. Yeah. From those setup services, the painters, I mean, just a little bit of everything. There's a lot of money um, put into this as a hobby and as a, a, an esport. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's there's an economy there. There's an internal mechanism and community there. Um, and these guys are trying to build upon it and bring it up and set, set something up for it. Yeah, you look at, uh, I think a good example uh, is uh, trading paints. Look at how everybody, I mean, you've got to be... Out of, out of it to not have subscribed to trading paints and be a part of that yeah I mean, that is a staple uh and it's third party of it all yeah yeah and that's exactly and so could the marketplace for sim racer coin could that become as well adopted and well recognized as say trading paints and then what does that mean for uh sim racing for iRacing if, if that's adopted exactly. as widespread and then that becomes a central place for uh, painters for broadcasters. I mean, I think a lot of them uh, get linked up on Facebook through different pages, groups, uh, through the forums, uh, through whatever, Reddit, who knows? I mean, a mix of things. Could the marketplace uh, make it all smooth and consistent with a currency that becomes widely adapted, adopted as uh, uh, how, you get, how you get winnings in a race? I mean, could it come to a point where if, say, iRacing officially uh, bought into this to where you get sim racer coin uh, through winning or placing well in official iRacing events. I don't think so. You don't think so? There, because is that is that is that stretching it too far? That, I think so because think of how many, you could race them every hour on the hour. I mean, yeah, you, that, that would be. I think that would be too much. I think yeah. this is more community league run buy-in. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just. I mean, obviously, yeah. the whole point of this is speculating. I mean, that would be quite a bit. I mean. You'd have to accumulate a lot of the coins. iRacing specifically would have to. Uh, you can see on yeah, their website just, I just it's don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean it's maybe so. It's it's thinking. I don't know. I mean, I, speculating. I, well, like I just said, I I think you could see iRacing buy into it. So just like with yeah, with trading paints, um, they've bought into it. They actually have their logo listed on the sponsor list, and everybody has to use it. So if you want that experience, you have to use it. Yeah, and I think this will be the same thing. If you want this particular experience that SimRacer Coin offers, you'll have to go and do it through them. Um, so then that buy-in's automatically there for my racing. At the very yeah. least, they would promote it. Yeah, and and to look at their site, the total supply that that will go into circulation, uh, the max at the moment is two hundred million uh, SRC tokens, uh, and they keep track, they keep public the circulating supply. Right now, that's under one percent of the total supply in circulation. Uh, so we as Mad Sim Racing, we own a small, very small chunk of that. 
and uh, there's obviously quite a bit to go. So that tells you the range uh, of how far this could go still. There's plenty uh, out there to be in circulation. Yeah. And could you imagine one day um, in a sim racing event yeah. where you wreck your car and you have to decide what to repair based on the sim racer corn you have? That is, I think, part of it. Because as you go continue to go down their uh, roadmap, as, as it's laid out on their website, simracercoin.org, uh, they'll do an initial exchange again in late 2020. Uh, that'll come with the the marketplace version one. Uh, then they'll start in early 2021 their own esports league. Because uh, so right now they uh, sponsor and support uh, different leagues that are run by individual owners. They're looking to start their own sanctioned league. It appears based on this plan. Uh, then they're looking in early 2021 to do a second version of the marketplace that we've just speculated about. And then uh, they're looking for to build in, in the second quarter of 2021, uh, what's called a league management platform, a base version of that. Uh, so you have the marketplace is one separate thing. And then the league management platform. Uh, I mean, you see, I think we've, an older one is Dan Lisa is a way at least to track stats for leagues. I mean, you see these Yeah, I think different, that's been around since uh, a, a while. the pigs racing days, right? Yes. That's yeah. what they used. It's older and it's not, I don't think it's supported anymore is my understanding. But uh, again, you see different things out there, different services and apps offered uh, f- for leagues and for, and things like that. I'm assuming the league management platform would not only track points, standings, et cetera, results. Uh, it would track winnings of sim racer coin and things directly tied to, the cryptocurrency yeah it almost sounds like uh kind of like the i hate to say it but it sounds like the team manager manager mode on like mlb the show or madden uh-huh. where you you know where you run the team and you have to work break down the cost of hey can i like you're actually going to simulate the money side of running a racing team i think that's the yeah i think that's the point of this for the yeah, most part exactly. i mean I you think... make decisions based on you i mean you wreck your car and you don't it's it doesn't give you a reset button necessarily you have to spend i mean it, it's adds to the realism you have to buy a new car you have to buy a new engine if you do an engine replacement or whatever the case yeah. is in, in road racing as as mad as people get now in i racing when you wreck <laughs> could you, you imagine? imagine could you imagine if there's a yeah. financial penalty? yeah if, if that, it that, gets that might be i mean there's you could to play devil's advocate on it there's a lot of people that would come to sim racing exactly for that reason, because most of us, all of us can't afford to run a real racing team. Or let's be honest, we'd probably be doing it. So yeah, I would imagine. So, I mean, obviously it would be a voluntary thing you would do as, as part of a league. That's why I say, I don't, you would never see this actually implemented. I mean, I racing, we all love I racing. We love you. I racing, but you take all our money. So I don't think they would implement anything that would take all more of our money. Yeah, I, I don't. Get it, yeah, I don't way. see them accepting Sim Racer Coin on the main main i racing, and then they have to go trade that for Bitcoin, and then they sell the Bitcoin and make ca- make actual yeah, just, U.S. dollars. That's a little bit much, maybe. This is, I think, it's something presented to leagues and teams and things of that nature, which is, I mean, perfectly fine. I think that's there's a niche for that. Yeah, I mean, one league can take it and and do exactly what it's intended for, and so in essence, I mean. It's just a question of how many leagues would be interested in implementing that. Uh, you can, I can definitely say, looking at their website and the way they are uh, conduct, conducting themselves in this whole first year, uh, they definitely are making it as easy as possible to understand. Uh, I mean, when it came time for us to receive our uh, Sim Racer coin, 
uh, as a, a sponsored team. Uh, I was given easy instructions on a wallet app. I, I got the Trust wallet app on an iPhone. Uh, and then it's as simple as uh, given a hash uh, code, which is just a series of letters and numbers and so on. Uh, and you give that to somebody, they put that in their wallet or exchange and it sends it right to you. And I did the same process uh, when I actually purchased my own Bitcoin to trade for SimRacer coin. Like I said, the most complicated part was just getting a clear image to verify my identity uh, <laughs> to actually be allowed to make the purchase. Uh, so it was very secure. And once I had my identity uh, all set, uh, it was easy to to purchase it in the exchange and send it to my wallet. I mean, it was as easy as any kind of uh, mobile banking, essentially. Yeah, I'll have to get you to show me how to do it um, and buy a little bit of initial, you know, initial amount. Yeah, I mean, I was I was really interested in seeing uh, how much I could accumulate uh, with, say, fifty U.S. dollars. I figured I'll, I'll put that in uh, and then get the Bitcoin and and yeah, just hold it from there. Uh, so we've got about 6,000, maybe a little over 6,000 SimRacer coin tokens as Mad Sim Racing at this point. And we're going to hold it and uh, continue to accumulate it because ultimately we believe in where this is going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we're glad they're on board with us. Uh, we plan to stick with them and encourage everybody listening to check it out. They are one of our sponsors, uh, like we talked about. But even outside of that, even if they didn't agree, uh, to come on board and that part, kind of partner with us and do some promotion like this, um, I still would have buy-in because as I've said in the previous, some of these previous episodes, um, I'm all about the, I don't know if you, what did you call it? The meta? I, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's like the meta game. Like it's, it's the game within the game. iRacing provides this base ability to simulate motorsports, but I'm honestly, I'm more excited about, uh, what us as the sim racing community can put together things like this uh, to make it even more immersive. And I think there's unlimited potential in, in this kind of thing um, to make it, make it more immersive in the team management sense. Um, if you want to work on the economics of a racing team. Um, and I honestly, I think there's a, a benefit to that because if you, if you're young and you want to get into real motorsports and try to run a real team, even a small local racing team, it's a good way to practice it. And the stakes are probably even still lower. Yeah. And I mean, we're obviously, we're talking about this uh, first in this series of the future of sim racing because uh, there are partners. And, uh, but regardless of that, we'd be talking about them in this series, no matter what, uh, because this is definitely a significant prospect in the future of sim racing. And it's, it's large in its scale and its ambition and what it looks to do. I mean, it looks to be adopted as widely as, like we said, trading paints. Uh, it's something that everybody that, that does sim racing that is on, on iRacing, it's something everybody can get a stake in and participate in as it grows. I mean, once, once this marketplace comes out and is announced and released, who's, who's not going to check it out or why wouldn't you check it out? That's how I would look at it. I mean, if I stumbled upon it, knowing nothing about this project, over the past year and then say this gets released in December, January, whatever, and you hear about it. I mean, it's something you're going to check out and it's going to, I don't see how it doesn't catch attention. Yeah, I think it certainly will. Um, and deservedly. So, um, just have to find that buy-in, um, which I mean, there's plenty of teams and, uh, different drivers I've noticed that have it. Uh, we're certainly not the only ones 
sporting the Sim Racer coin logos. Um, so I think it's there. Just have to get more people on board. Yeah, I've spotted it in, in uh, endurance races. I think uh, the last one that we did, maybe it was Petit Le Mans. Um, I spotted another Sim Racer coin sports car. So that's pretty interesting to see. That's what it's going to take. Uh, yeah. All they need to do is get it in the top split or one of the official <laughs> official esports series. Yeah. And it's it's going to take off. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's how we're kind of introducing it. I mean, everybody check out simracercoin.org. Uh, you can also find links to them off of our site, madsimracing.com. Uh, and that's kind of going to wrap up our uh, start of the series that we're going to return to over episodes in the future, uh, the future of sim racing. Uh, I've put on our team Twitter. You can find that linked on the website as always. And on the team Facebook, send us a message, uh, tw- uh, send us a, a tweet. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the future of sim racing because I'm looking. We're looking for everybody's ideas and brainstorm to kind of talk about. Uh, I think we're going to obviously talk about VR. Uh, we're going to talk about oh, yeah. the tweaks and how they keep adding up. Whether that's the tire, uh, different tire classes, uh, the uh, temperatures of the track, uh, rain, that kind of thing. We're, uh, everything that's from the smallest things to large things like sim race coin and the, the addition of a whole marketplace uh, we're looking at any ideas anything any anybody's perspective on where this could go because yeah, in, in 2020 alone look at what's happened look at how popular it's gotten it's not going to decrease oh yeah definitely and i think and you know everyone on irising forums is hashtag soon yeah i know they mentioned where rain was a possibility but it's there's so many barriers to getting there but it's i think it's going to be like the dirt I who I never would have believed they would have made dirt racing uh, an actual thing, and they kind of sprung it up on everybody. And now, look, I mean, I, I don't I can't say I do it. It looks like a lot of fun. It looks it looks beautiful. It looks great um, how they have everything modeled. Um, but uh, I think that's I think rain's going to sneak up on everybody. I really do. That yeah, that's going to be huge. We, we'll talk about that yeah. for sure. VR. I also want to talk about just the future of the rigs and everything. But anything that that goes over our head that we're missing or any ideas and perspectives, that's what we're looking for. So anybody with any thoughts listening as far as that, uh, send it to us on Facebook, send it to us on Twitter, uh, or any, any way like that. Um, so that'll do it for Into the Apex today. Uh, we'll be back uh, talking more about our, our events over the next week or so and uh, whatever latest topics we have in sim racing uh, and maybe some not-so-hot takes on real-life racing, whether it's F1 or otherwise. Uh, we'll do that next time. As always, check out madsimracing.com for all of our team updates, all of our efforts. Uh, we've got the MSR Road Challenge Series coming up um, on November 9th. And, uh, all, and our endurance team is getting ready to start preparing for Daytona 24 and 2021. That preparation starts in November uh, pretty heavily. So if you're not part of a team, check it out, sign up. All of our signups are open and we're looking for new people. Uh, so until then, uh, we'll see you next time on Into the Apex. Thank you.